It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. the sun is hitting through the window at a great angle and my skin looks so good just listeners just picture really nice glowing skin take my word for it my skin looks very nice well, I, I i was gonna I, I mean i i don't know we live in a world where i don't know what you can say or <laughs> not to people so i was gonna tell you your your skin looked great this, this looked recording great. session sam but i didn't know if that would be appropriate but no, but since I, you brought I, it I up say- you you look like you're you look radiant Thank you. I do. It's the sun. It's also reflecting off of my glasses in kind of a weird way. So I have to kind of keep adjusting or else I might go blind. Um, so, 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 like sword. so speaking, speaking of glasses, Sam, yeah. um, you may notice that I'm wearing glasses. I was going to ask about that. So a couple episodes ago, I don't know who I was recording with. I mentioned that I went to the, went to the eye doctor, you know, first, it might be my first real trip to the eye doctor. I remember getting my eyes checked like in elementary school, uh-huh. um, but I've always been able to see shit. So never thought it was a thing. So I, I went to the eye doctor because things have been blurry for the last couple of years, uh, but you know, I've been couple busy. Years. Things have been blurry for a couple years, but now you've thought. I well, I mean, blurry look not slowly blurry right and so incrementally blurry and so i didn't realize they were as bad as they were until i put glasses on um so anyway i've got glasses now sam and it's been it's been a, a new experience um i i don't i don't i don't know glasses i don't know how to glasses very well um and so glare on the internet is one of my concerns because I do a lot of zooming. And so well, yeah, I figure it's a fun out how, to, one. how to do at, that. At Zoom staff meetings, I always get worried that people can tell I'm definitely not paying attention because the reflection is Yeah, so I, I'm going to have to work on that. I, I got, I, I was just, I would, I, I, I'm not skilled enough as a human to do contacts. I knew that I would, I'd fail at that. It takes me 15 minutes to put in a single contact lens. Yeah. So I couldn't do that. And then there was the whole idea of, of bifocals or what are they progressive lenses? Is that the yeah. thing? And that seemed, you got to look here to do one thing. So I, I got three pair. Yeah. I got three pair. I got a reading pair. I got oh, a yeah. out in the world pair and I got a, they haven't got, they haven't come in yet. Are but you I a got transition a, lenses, man? I'm, I'm not i'm not doing that so each one of them is just a i've got a comp- there'll be a computer care there'll be a reading Listeners, pair, i a- feel like i feel like you learn more about like i feel like you'll learn a lot about me when i tell you that my dad has transitions lenses 
I feel like that makes a lot more of my life make sense. Like, oh, her dad would be the kind of guy that would want glasses that turn into sunglasses when he's outside, but then glasses when he's indoors. See, I could I could go with that, but the the that's, yeah that's the progressive. Cause like the, the trifocal, the bifocal, you got to look at different, is that what you do? You got to look at different. Yeah. There's like, the, there's like mini glasses inside of your glasses. Yeah. See, that would have annoyed the fuck out of me. What so. about, okay. But did you consider eye surgery? Uh, no, yeah, that just seems like a lot of work. I, my, I just, I, I got a routine I'm happy with. I, yeah. And now, so now, now, you so, get to, now you get to have a, all sorts of fun spectacles. Yeah, I got I got three different kinds of frames. I get to do the thing where you take them off and you kind of look pensively at people. Now, um, now you understand why people couldn't recognize Superman and Clark Kent. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And and I'm actually I've decided maybe I'm going to go with uh, with an evil Jeff kind of goatee thing for the next couple of years. Evil too, Jeff. To go with the glasses. <laughs> so uh, so that's uh, that's what I'm anti Jeff. With. <laughs> that'd be that'd be Fedge. so the topic for today other than that i wear is cozy i sent you the one word as uh, as a topic and i got to thinking about it because i latched onto it viewers like an octopus yeah she yeah yeah you messaged me back in caps um i've just been feeling i I love this i mean you're in hawaii the seasons don't change really much um but but things are starting to it's getting into cozy season here in iowa where where I, I I get to put on a long sleeve shirt and yeah, and damn. and and start start nesting, getting ready to nest for the winter. And I kind of wow. thought, oh, I kind of like cozy. I'm and so I think it's really there's this there's a level of coziness that I think early learning settings need to need to create for children to take learning risks. So I thought it might be something worth uh, worth talking about. So what are your cozy thoughts, Sam? This just makes me so happy because I I absolutely agree. And so do so many delightful, prominent theorists um, that this idea of a a cozy home-like setting is where you feel good and where you feel confident and capable. Like one, I once went to a training where we were asked to sort of think about what is the place where you are the most yourself? Mm. Where, Where are you? the most yourself. And the majority of people either said home or a place that was like home, like an uncle's house, an aunt's house, like some, a grandma's, like something that felt like home. And that was the basis for a lot of conversation around, okay, so if we want these children to be authentic, curious, risk-taking versions of themselves, how are we going to create those sorts of environments where you feel the most yourself and where we can probably guess that they feel the most like themselves too. And that, that stuck with me. You know, I just, I, I really do believe in that. And I think like for me, um, I would say I, I feel the most at home in two places, right? I feel the most at home, um, specifically in the bed, in the second bedroom of my parents' house. Because... This, uh, because it's a it's a comfy ass bed and it's the most similar like apart from my own home where I do feel very home um it's the most similar to that bed and it's just it's it's a cocoon it is lush there are pillows upon pillows upon pillows you got decorative pillows you got functional pillows you have not only the comforter you have the quilt and then you have the blanket you have options 
for how, where you want to be comfortable. I'm like, how many yeah. pillows? How many pillows do you need? <laughs> Say, I'm okay, personally, Dr. I like to have pillows surrounding me like a fortress for my dreams. You want to be ensconced in pillows. That is the exact terminology. Yes, I want to be ensconced in pillows. Samantha Balch died as she lived, ensconced in pillows. Now, what's the uh, perfect? What's the perfect pillow? Do you is there a perfect size pillow? Perfect filling? Uh, perfect fabric? It's size filling fabric like types are not as necessary as the feel like the the squishiness Mm -hmm. it can't be too the perfect squishiness is similar to a slightly stale marshmallow where it has some give but it's Mm -hmm. not going to immediately get your head on the bed it's got a little bit of give like it's got give but it still supports you as you sleep very very important viewers or listeners or viewers, I don't know. Can you watch these? Um, uh, this is what you came here for. I mean, you <laughs> could stare at you could stare at the logo on your on your <laughs> iPad or whatever you're listening. You made the reviews, pillows, and and so like I don't know, four or five hundred episodes ago, we did a whole episode when I bought a new pillow. So I'm I'm totally into the the whole pillow pillow <laughs> thing. Um, That's I, one of the places my, I feel home. But the second place would be my grandmother's kitchen, because. Oh my gosh, because I I was both the all-powerful learner and the all-powerful teacher in that in that space. Um, I have memories of being a very young child and watching my grandmother cook and helping her cook. And then I have memories of being a young college student um, and cooking in turn for my grandparents and cooking them things that, you know, they hadn't really eaten. I cooked them. I, I baked them a cake for their 50th anniversary because I was the only one there because everyone else was either living across the world or they were having, you know, there were other things going on. So I was the mm-hmm. only family member actually present for their 50th wedding anniversary. So I made them a cake. And to this day, they talk about it like all the time about how it was just this, the most impressive. It looked, I mean, it looked like it, it looked like a cake that an 18 year old made. Like I tried, <laughs> but it, wasn't, it wasn't the most beautiful thing in the world, but they were, like just over the moon about it. They talk about, they, they still bring it up about how much they loved it and how delicious it was. And how Damn, was as an 18 year old, did you put some sort of edible into your grandparents' uh, cake? You know, if only, right? Because <laughs> my parents would probably, my grandparents would probably be so freaking chill high. Like it would probably be so funny. <laughs> but alas, no, Harry and Jean were stone cold sober. Okay. I just said it was rhubarb <laughs> though, I believe it was like, vanilla rhubarb or something very oh well i mean rhubarb is delightful so okay i I I literally was like that sounds like something fancy i could do yeah yeah i mean rhubarb a lot a lot of a lot of the same uh chemical compositions as uh cannabis is is my understanding of rhubarb so like i've always felt very cozy and at home in those places a because of like their physical Mm -hmm. like layout like like the pillows or like you know, I can really easily navigate my grandparents' kitchen and also the emotional connections to those things. I, a lot of times being at my parents' house is because it's a special event, you know, like somebody's graduating or it's a holiday or it's a birthday. And, you know, you get a lot of smells, you get a lot of noises. Like I can hear the dogs going up and down the laminate floors. I can hear, you know, my mom as she starts like, pouring water into a pot and my dad as he is like we don't have any eggs i really thought we had eggs mom's like no there if you needed eggs you why you would have i why would i have bought eggs like oh i mean i was gonna make pancake did i not mention that like no you didn't 
you didn't mention i didn't know you wanted that no i had no idea and like that that just feels good and then that's maybe a conversation that has happened 42 times 42, in the past and, and so just those those conversations feel cozy yeah um just the, the, the routine is cozy right yeah yeah the fact so it's always way too freaking cold at my parents house so back back in our family childcare days we uh we we had school agers and so uh uh for for a couple of years we we do a pick up pick up and drop off or drop off and pick up sounds like a kind of a russian name drop off and pick up uh uh with you're doing a car talk bit with with school agers and and so in the morning we, we had this thing i'd be I, like asked tasha you know you want me to pick you up a, a hot cocoa on my on my way back because there's this uh this gas station convenience store that had, had good hot cocoa. And she's like, uh, don't get me one unless you're going to stop and get yourself one. And I'm like, oh, I'll never stop and get myself one unless oh, I was no. going to get you one. But and if, then if I'd come back with uh, with the hot cocoa. And, and so that was our routine for years. And it, and it was cozy. And then I walked in one day and and Rosie, the manager of the place, um, who I'd known since like fourth grade, she's like she's got she's got her hand over her face and and she she's shaking her head. Um, and I look and they've got a new cocoa machine and, and she's like, Jeff, they say it's supposed to taste better. And of course it did. It was this, it was this watery dreck. Uh, It was horrible. And, and it ruined our hot cocoa coziness, um, for, for, I mean, probably ever. The only time we found hot cocoa that was as good at a convenience store was like outside of, uh, outside of um where was it outside of vale colorado i was gonna say convenient... it's probably somewhere like cold yeah yeah but it was i mean that was like a, a nine and a half hour drive from my house and there was there was no way i could i could zip over there to get cocoa in the mornings and so so we lost that coziness but yeah. it doesn't it's not just about pillows I'm legitimately it's about... sad yeah, the, yeah like was... i'm grieving this story yeah, well, I mean, we we figured out other ways to be cozy, but uh, no, that was that was a big. And so our root for 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 us as adults and for kids, a lot of times our routines become part of the coziness. Um, that predictability is is a piece of it. The huh? predictability is like a blanket, right? It's a net. It it wraps us up and it reminds us of our place in the community at large or at you know at small. And reminds us of the things we're capable of doing, the things that are expected of us, the people that are around us that we know are always going to be around us, that are here to support us and take care of us. Like it, it gives us good feelings that will propel us to be able to do all of the other things that our days are full of. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I yeah, hmm. this is going to sound really profound, Sam, but, um, yeah being cozy feels delightful my god it's so good right that's very profound it Uh, is put that on a shirt um oh oh, i'd mentioned before we we started recording i asked if jeff knew the word huga huga he made this face at me like i just like (laughs) called him some terrible word um huga is a danish word it's spelled h-y G-G-E, um, and huga, it's, it's hard to explain in English because there, you know, there are always going to be things that are kind of lost in translation, but the best kind of way to 
explain hookah is like the feeling of comfortable, contented coziness um, that comes from a variety of different rituals one might do. So like, again, like it's, it's, a, it's a characteristic- like Sacrificing of, a goat like? No, not, not quite as violent. It's, it's really a characteristic <laughs> of Danish culture, but like to, to practice huga is to, you know, honor yourself and your space and maybe you make a warm drink and you put on some cozy socks and you read a book on the couch. And like, that is huga. I like, think this is a word I ran across in what was it? Uh, no such thing as bad weather, I think. And and the, probably. And but the, there's also and, there's and the also Danish like, way. I think that's another book that uh, it's it's def it's not just like material things. It's also like the people that make you feel good mm -hmm. and cozy. So like you might, you know, spending time with the people that you enjoy and that you love. That is that is a form of fuga, right? That is that is coziness to have these delightful conversations with people important to you and um, to use like a lot more like natural elements, right? Like to start a fire or to light a candle or to- So ar arson. Like, yeah, arson, yeah. <laughs> Not arson. Well, that for criminals. <laughs> but yeah, it's, so, it, it's, not, it's not excessive. You know, it's not doing things in excess. It's not the idea of self-care gone mad. But it is honoring yourself and honoring your space and, you know, being cozy. And, and so I think getting, co I mean, personally for yourself, you've got to, you got to kind of know yourself to know what works for, for you, right? I mean, definitely. my, a cozy thing for me is, uh, you know, mid-afternoon between two and four o'clock, sometime in there, uh, you know, Good question you, as you live in a place with seasons, is it, is the sun like starting to get dark at that time now? Like you can see that, like that, like golden hour glow towards the tail end of that time. Uh, like, that's a couple hours later. Okay. Uh, but I don't but, know what's happening. Yeah. It's that, it's that where, where I hit my, my, I hit that wall. You hit that, hit that energy kind of, you get that yeah. low energy afternoon kind of thing. And so my thing is uh, make a pot of tea, sit down with my iPad, uh, do some reading, uh, not, not work reading, but fun reading. Uh, right now I'm working my way through all of Agatha Christie. And then, then one of the big dopey dogs comes down and lays next to me. And so I'm, I'm laying on the couch and one arm is down stroking the big, which the, whichever big dopey dog got there first stroke, stroking an ear and, and reading and, and, and sipping some tea and, and it's delightfully cozy. And it's going to be better in in a two and a half months when when it's really cold outside and the the snow starts flying. But you know, I can do it in all weather. I mean, I can I can be lazy snow. on the couch with my iPad reading, stroking the dogs here, um, in any kind of weather. But it's it's just kind of a cozy, comforting kind of thing that kind of charges me up for for the rest of the day. Exactly, and it's not like you're doing it to like avoid bad feelings that you're going to have to come back to later and like you're thinking about those feelings while you're doing it. You're like present in the moment with what you're doing to recharge yourself. You're, you're giving yourself permission almost to have this time in this space. Also, what kind of tea do you make? Um, I mean, it depends. It's not, I, I, I like a variety. I try just a variety of, I got a variety of stuff. Cinnamon tea. 
I I have recently had uh, went through a box of cinnamon tea. Real, um, really also, Sam, I talked uh, talked a couple of days ago on an episode about this. Uh, it's it's eggnog season. Um, uh, so they tell me. And so I, I picked up some uh, uh, as we started the episode. I don't even remember who I recorded with. Uh, picked up some Fireball eggnog, uh, which doesn't have the booze in it. Milky uh, Burn Girl, sponsored by Fireball Whiskey. Okay, so so it's got the uh, the cinnamon in the nest of the Fireball in the eggnog, but then you can you can like float some some real Fireball on top of it. It's a delightful uh, uh, eggnog situation. So I have never in my life had eggnog. So I do oh, not know. Sam, it's so delightful. You need what to what it tastes like. It I don't know tastes, what you're working with when you're working with eggnog. It tastes like joy. Oh, okay. Sure. It tastes like it, it tastes like somebody has has filleted a a delicate fairy um and made some sort of sushi roll out of it. Unexpectedly violent. Liquefied. <laughs> Seems like, wait, wait, like they, liquid, they they made a sushi smoothie out of a fairy. That there you go. That's exactly what it tastes like. It's delightful. Um you really need to maybe I, I know maybe maybe they don't have an eggnog season in Hawaii. I don't know. I mean, I will say the Safeway down the street put up Christmas decorations on September 26th. Oh, well, there you go. So, like, I think they might already have nog. I haven't looked. I will, I will, I will do some cursory research into what what constitutes a nog october october 1st i was like talking to my my dairy guy and i'm like hey where's the nog and he's like look at this it was it was (laughs) he pulls it it out of his back pocket (laughs) no he pulls it out of the box right in front of him he was just putting it out because it was the beginning of nog season (laughs) (laughs) speaking of being cozy when when i when i wrote down this as a possible topic um i was also experiencing or later in the day a t-shirt that i find very cozy that i realized that i have been wearing longer than you've been alive that is um so, so it is it is a very cozy t-shirt it is it's barely there i don't know i don't know how tasha keeps it alive because it's been through very many laundry cycles i think it I, I i think it stays out of the dryer now because she's afraid it'll it'll just turn into lint. rip it to shreds um it, it's a it's an old radio station t-shirt from uh from literally when i was a teenager 40 years ago Love um it. that i that i've worn worn on a regular basis and and so, I mean, cozy is, is that kind of stuff too. How, how long does it take you to get comfortable with like a new pair of shoes or, or something like that? Um, well, I will say, okay, this pair of shoes, I'm realizing now as I look at them, it, they've literally got holes in them. Um, these are the shoes I wore to work today, but like they, they, they became, so they're about two years old now, but they're so comfortable. Like, you know, took me like three, four wears. But now you just slip them on, go to work. They're covered in, I wash them because I only buy washable shoes these days Um, because I've had enough peaches on my feet that I'm like, let's just throw this in the wash. Um, But like, they're so good. Like there are parts of it that are definitely threadbare. (laughs) But they're, my cozy shoes, like they're good. I don't want to be thinking about if my feet hurt all day. Yeah, Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, 
and I think I think another aspect of coziness in the classroom too that I really value is I want the children to know they're allowed to just feel good. You know, they're allowed to feel cozy and warm and there doesn't have to be some sort of ulterior motive for it. It doesn't have to be a reward or it doesn't have to be preluding to something. You can just do these things because they feel nice. You're you're allowed to enjoy your life. Yeah. And what we perceive, feel, enjoy as cozy ourselves might not translate to what what kids feel yes. and experience and need as cozy. Yes. And so really tuning into them as individuals so you can create that space for them that is optimal coziness for those little humans in your classroom is i mean it takes some time and effort and a lot of times we get we get into the feeling well this is cozy and comfortable and 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 good for me so that must be what everybody thinks and and it's not absolutely that is so important like i know some children that do not find this like cozy spark of joy up in the loft against the pillows reading a book which is where if i could i would spend my whole day there Mm -hmm. um but they love digging holes in the yeah. yard. And they love, they like it. The more I watch them, the more I see they love the ritual of it. They love the bot, like the gross motor movement that's involved in it. They love the familiarity of, oh, there's the, there's the tree root, there's the rock, you know, oh, there's, here's the edge of the fence. They, they love all of that. And that brings them. A great deal of comfort and a great deal of joy and that could be their version of coziness yeah and, and and for some kids i mean things like rough and tumble play are cozy for them and it's, it's a chance for physical contact and it's a chance to to burn energy and connect and engage that a lot of times early learning programs shut down preemptively yeah because it doesn't it doesn't fit it, it doesn't fit for yeah, them. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fit. Right. And that's, that's always such a bummer. I yeah. I, I think we're living in, sadly living in a world where in a lot of ways and a lot of places, early learning programs are being more institutionalized in efforts to make things more efficient mm -hmm. and more uh, streamlined. Yep. And oh, I think a I lot have, of the coziness kind of disappears. I have a story for this. Okay. So about this, about this idea of, of almost like taking away these cozy places. So um, several of the children in my classroom right now with, with me are for a little over a month now um, have expressed interest in building a rocket ship. I said, absolutely. How are we going to make it happen? And they said, cardboard. And I said, great. And they made one and it immediately fell apart. And we looked at it and we read <laughs> did, some Did Jeff books. Bezos design it? <laughs> <laughs> if only. Uh, <laughs> Blue Origin Jr. <laughs> they, we looked at, we read some books. We looked at it. We made some models out of blocks. We drew some models. We kind of figured out what went wrong with it. Um, it had zero stability and support. So now we're making a second one. And this one, oh, this one is stable. It's also, I cannot overstate how big it is. It's, it's 
much larger than they anticipated and than I anticipated. But it's the look of the draw when the parents bring in cardboard. So I'm very grateful for it. They are thrilled about it. Um, and we're working on it right now. And right now it's got walls, but it doesn't have the roof. And tomorrow we're going to tackle the roof. And for the past week, one of the children has been coming in every day. And he looks at me and goes, so how are we going to do that pointy part? Like, well, <laughs> we got some really good ideas from when we use the blocks and when we use the magnetiles and we read those books, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the yard. I'm like, okay, great talk. <laughs> so we have the walls and I like move it kind of out of the way for rest time so they can put their mats down. And right now it has four walls and they wanted a door that is connected, but swings open. Sure. So we used a, I let them with me use the box cutter and decide the shape and they, it, the door swings open and also can close. So that's, that's all it is right now. And I'm putting it up and one of the other teachers comes to me and she says, so are they going to like play in that? I'm like, oh yeah. 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 That's, that's their plan. Like they actually, they drew a whole schematic and they drew three people inside of it. And so their, their goal is that three people can fit inside of it. It's in reality, more like six. Again, it's huge. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they, they definitely want to play in it. She's like, Oh, well, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna need some windows and stuff. Cause if there's no line of sight, they can't be inside of it. Yeah. And I play it off. Like, Oh yeah. You know, that's something they had mentioned and like, we're, we're still working on it. So, you know, tomorrow we'll, we, we're, we're going to talk about, the other kinds of things that are going on it. And as I'm leaving, I realize it kind of bums me out that like there has to be a window. Like why, why can't that space be just for them? Why do I have to impose myself on it? Do, do I not trust them to be able to use it? Do I, you know, what is it that makes me required to basically intrude upon their world like that? Cause you're and the man sort of sad for the loss of that cozy space. Cause I saw them all kind of practicing being inside of it and they would get so giddy. And then they'd be, Ooh, everybody sure. sit down. we all sit down and they would sit down and there's nothing inside of it yet. Like they have these grand plans about what they want the inside to look like. There's nothing there, but you can see in their face as they're sitting in it, mm -hmm. all, everything they have planned, everything they want to create and want this space to become. And I, I just felt this, this twinge of sadness for the loss of it being truly their space. And for some reason, it needing to be something that I am privy to. And, you know, I, I wish in some ways that it could just be their own cozy space that they do what they, what they wish with. I'm not saying like, I'm going to leave the room and not be on its Lord of the Flies. But, you know, it's like, do I have to be part of this too. Like I have to be in every single part of their day. Like the bathroom doesn't have a door. Like there's no other, like there's no blind corners in the classroom. It, can there not be one single space that is truly children only? Well, we live in a world where we, we talk about respect, respecting children, but in practice, we, we build these, standards and bureaucracies that don't really allow us to to do that do right and that's that's, that's kind that of a really sad place to be of the children and, and, and i think it definitely felt like that to me that the 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 goal is to make sure that i can see them so i can keep them under control yeah it was like 
darn. Well, we, I mean, we got to control things. Um, and I mean, you, you guys are at the, at the space. I mean, I know SpaceX struggled with this too. The, the roof for the, uh, for their, for their rockets uh, yeah. was, was really the hard part. The, uh, the rocket roof was something they, they worked on for a long time. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's good. It's going to cave in a number of times, but we have talked about how the best part about when things don't work is that now we know it doesn't work. We get to yeah. try again. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of, that's kind of that, that idea of, Hey, we might fail, but then we're going to try again is kind of a, a cozy kind of mind, mindset to bring to the experience too. I, you know, I was just thinking the same thing. Like it, it is, it is a cozy mindset that regardless of the quote success or quote failure of this project, things are still good. And we're yeah. still going to, together and keep working on this because this is something that's worthy of our attention yeah absolutely hey listeners um we hope you're feeling cozy listening to this episode of the child care bar and grill podcast that you're we, we hope you're ensconced in pillows if that's your thing uh thanks for listening thanks Rosemary for tuning walking. in yeah yeah you've got a little incense burning Got some uh, tea or the adult crackling. the adult uh, the adult beverage of your choice. Listening Hat to the child care bar and grill, you're you're probably I don't know what are you doing when you're uh, listening to the show. You're maybe you're you're doing dishes. You're getting some laundry done. You're you're doing it's an eating. exercise. Um, you're at the grocery store. Where are other places I've listened to the show? Well, um, co-host Nicole in Australia uh, totally threw me off my game when she she said she used to listen in the bathtub, which uh, just threw That's me. Cozy. Yeah, I I mean that was just too much information for poor Jeff. Um, that that made me very uncomfortable, Nicole. But but still, she's so delightful. Um, um, I talked to her anyway, but still, I, I that just um, I, I'm I'm anti cozy anti. I'm just. I'm just all, I'm just all a flutter thinking about it. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, back soon with another episode. Bye-bye. Bahui hell. <laughs> oh, I love cozy. <sighs>